0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Unlocking Growth Show, the podcast where we help businesses unlock the next level of growth. I'm your host, Gary, CEO and co founder of Whale, a solution that empowers teams with the knowledge and training they need to succeed. As an entrepreneur, I understand the challenges of scaling a business, and I'm excited to share my insights and those of my successful guests from around the world to help take your business to new heights. So sit back, relax, get ready to level up your business game with Unlocking Growth. All right, with me, Amos. Amos, you wrote a playbook on levers, the framework for building repeatability into your business. If you had 60 seconds on the clock to explain what this is about, what would that sound like?
1: Yeah, I'll try to do it in 30. So it is a series of frame a series of frameworks that make up a one big framework that will help a ceo a founder an entrepreneur or even a more mature business person to look at their business and be able to pull out the things that will help them identify what are the real levers so that they control the dials of repeatability so that they can scale using data not instincts yeah
0: Perfect, very short and to the point. Yeah. I like that. So you already put that into my second question, but who did you originally intend to help with with this playbook, with this book? And people that people who still want to read it, well, what can they expect from an impact side of things?
1: Yeah I'm going to I'll take more than 60 seconds for this one <laughs> maybe like 2 3 minutes. I have a fundamental belief and I talk about this in the book that while every business wants to reach the broadest audience that they can eventually, it is really important to start with a really narrow and specific focus. And so broadly, I will talk about in a second who I think we impact or who we can impact. We wrote the book for founders that are pre-series B okay. and really pre-series A, even you could say. So earlier stage founders, they're the best, the target, if I wrote it down, would be someone who has a business that's up and running and there is a little bit of things happening, but I wouldn't call it momentum. I would say they have a lack of understanding of repeatability. They want to learn what that is. Okay. Now, that is who we wrote it for. Those are the words or we tried to write them for them. But really, the impact is broader. So we've worked with companies who are earlier stage, who are just figuring out, I like, have this idea, how do I turn it into something? And we worked with companies that are doing 50 million in revenue, but they don't understand aspects of what they're doing. They're flat. How do we grow? How do we not shrink? So that the frameworks work. But we wrote it specifically for that earlier stage, really right post, right pre-Series A to right pre-Series B stage, just like the sweet spot. And the impact of the book, the impact is very similar across, which is we run these businesses, and more today than ever. There's so much information and data, and there's and it's it's, in, in just society, it's really easy to get distracted by a shiny thing or a belief, or if you have just the slightest bit of insecurity or lack of doubt in something. So what the book is designed to do is to help one really get focused on what matters, but not just from instinct. Like, why do I believe something matters? What is the data that I can collect? And the most important part of it is once you do all that, to then build a plan based on the information you have and the information you don't have that you still need to get so that you can find the levers in your business to become repeatable. And I think an important point here is like a lot of people use the word repeatable and scalable as, as synonyms, they are mm-hmm. not. They are very different steps. You find repeatability and then you scale. If you scale before you have repeatability, you will inevitably scale the wrong things and break and likely fail. But if you understand what's repeatable, then you know what you can scale and how to scale it both from an operational and a cost-efficient way.
0: That's awesome. We spoke just a little bit earlier before uh, hitting records and the similarity with what we're doing, obviously, and we're in this. We're kind of in the zone after businesses have figured out what you teach in your book, right? Like you need to find that re- repeatability before, obviously, building your playbooks, sharing that with your team, and then go on that scaling momentum. I like that this is out there for businesses still finding that sweet spot to um, to hitting momentum. How much that for us a playbook is something that gives direction, something that helps people take action. I know you've got six things for us today that whoever is listening can utilize to really go and work on finding these levers. What are those six things and what are some of the practical steps that they can take away?
1: Yeah, I love the question and let me start it with this. If we we have a lot of reviews on Amazon and they're really really high rated reviews and one of the constant themes in the reviews are This is a book you do, not a book you read because of exactly that. I bring it up for exactly the question you said. So like someone could pick up the book and probably read it in an hour or 15 minutes. It's not a long read, but you don't get any. You'll say, okay, now I understand what I have to do. But what you're really doing, and I'll get into the six things is you're going chapter by chapter. And what we have created is a step by step, go do this. So when you actually go do the work, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. You're trying to build a business. It's a lot of work. So the book is a five-chapter book, and we talk about it as a five-step process. There are six things. When we wrote the book, we made a decision, the sixth thing, which comes first, we put in the appendix in the rear, because it's the only thing that's not data-driven. It's the only thing that's from your heart. But But it actually all starts in that. So when we write about it, even though it's in the appendix, we say... If you don't have this, go back to the beginning and do this first. So the first thing is as a founder, as a CEO, as an entrepreneur, wherever you are in your journey, you have a mission and your vision in your head. That's fine. But if you're not out there talking about it, if your staff doesn't know it, if your customers don't know it, if your investors don't know it, then every it is impossible to get everyone aligned for all of the rest of the work and everything else. Like you may be directionally like in the right direction, but no one's actually going in the right, in the same direction because no one knows where you're going. So getting that articulated vision and mission out there, they don't have to be eloquent. I'm not talking about the perfect words. I'm talking about something that will describe. So you and I know we're both headed to California. We're both headed to LA. We're both headed to Disney. We're not just going swirling in circles, going somewhere West. Okay. Starts with mission vision. The second thing is, or the first part of the data driven part is, who do you believe your customer is? And what is the data you have to prove you're right? And I talk about that as your W3. So who is your customer? What do they buy from you? Not what do you sell for them to them, but what do they buy from you? And why do they buy it? And so answering those three questions or having a theory on how your customers will answer those questions is critical. And one of the things that I really encourage founders to do, especially when you're earlier on, is to get narrow and specific. Like you're not looking at your whole TAM. You're not looking at the whole total adjustable market. They'll get there when you get it right. Start with the person you know will say yes. Can you identify if you had a hundred people that had the exact same attribute list, they would say, yes, you are on the right track. Cause when you have that, now you can start to play with it. So we're trying to collect data on who do we believe our customers, who are they? What do they buy from you? And why do they buy it. So starting with data around customers. Next is data around a business model. I call it finding your revenue formulas. This is step two in the data part of the process. So your revenue formula is a simple math equation. What is the business? How does it work? If I have, you know, if I'm selling t-shirts, I sell, I have t-shirts and I sell a number of t-shirts per customer at a price per t-shirt and that gives me my revenue, right? Some businesses are more complicated, but very simply, it's just a math equation. When you're a mature business, it's your high level dashboard. Where this becomes really important is, as you think about each one of the values in that formula, there's something that will drive each one of those values. And those drivers all have sub-drivers of the things you have to do, learn, build, research, that the sub-drivers drive the driver, which drive the the value in the equation. So the second step is to literally map all of that out. So you're looking at this formula and this big, huge matrix of all of the things that you need to do, learn, read, research, build, whatever it is. You're not doing anything yet by the way you're just saying what do i need to do so if you think about step one and two you're like wow now i've got a whole bunch of information i have to go collect i've got a whole bunch of things i need to go do learn prove whatever that's a lot how do i make sense of it which brings us to step three so we've got this framework called validating assumptions which essentially allows you to look at all of this and figure out really quickly and simply how do i validate it and we basically put all of that into four quadrants it's high priority, low priority, validated and unvalidated. And then we look at the validated high priority, you're working on that. That's the stuff that you know in the business works. Now that may change, but right now we know it works. We've got validation. And the high priority unvalidated, this is the stuff that if it doesn't work, if we're wrong, the business will fail. We need to go figure out how to validate it. It doesn't matter the stage. I don't care if you're a billion dollar business, you're still going to have this, right? This is the stuff you're working on and anything below the line, you shouldn't be working on. And if you are, you have to reassess your priorities, right? Why am I doing it? So now I've got lots of data around customer and business model. Now I've prioritized the work that needs to happen now and next. The fourth step is, okay, when I start to do the work, how do I know that I'm heading in any direction, much less the right direction? So we have a KPI structure. And I like using the term KPI versus OKR here because we are really looking for key performance indicators that something is going to work, that we will be able to start to predict the future. And so that's the thought process behind the KPI structure, a framework that is meant specifically for this process. So once we have all that, those are the first four steps, but not including the mission vision. The last piece is what do you do with it? And what we have is we've developed a framework and a methodology that is building a forward-looking financial model. It takes a lot of work. You do not have to be a finance or an Excel expert to do it because you've actually done all the hard work already. You just have to put it into a, an Excel spreadsheet. That model becomes your, your, the blueprint for what you think, how you think the business is gonna work. Now it may or may not actually work that way, but now you have a blueprint for what you need to go do. And you can literally pull from your model your plan. What am I doing this week? What am I doing this month? What am I doing this quarter? And like I look at enough mo- that models like this that like I don't need to know the rest of it I can look at a model and say, oh so you're telling me your customer looks like this your revenue formula is this and these are your priorities and this is what you're trying to prove this month this week this quarter, whatever is that right Yes, great let's go let's do that and then you use the model as a way to say okay are we actually doing the things that we thought we would do and are they are the outcomes what we hope they would be if the answer is yes, great, keep going. If the answer is no, whether it's better or worse, now you have more information so that your crystal ball that you're trying to create becomes more and more clear over time. Those are the tactical steps.
0: <laughs> so what is the biggest difference between step two, where you speak about defining your revenue formula and you've got your drivers and subdrivers, and then step four, talking about KPIs, like they're both metrics, right? But what's the difference between the two of them?
1: Awesome question. So you think about one. One is it's not quite this, but you think about revenue formula. Is what are the inputs Oops. KPIs are? How am I measuring the inputs or what are the outputs? Okay. So there, there, it's a step thing. So you're saying, okay, revenue formula. Here are the things that I'm going to go do. And the so KPI,
0: give us an example, like a.
1: Yeah, sure. I'll, you, I'll try to give you a real, there's way more complicated ones. I'll try to give you a really simple one. So let's just say for that t-shirt business, right? Like I sell t-shirts, I sell a certain number of t-shirts per customer at a certain price and I make revenue. So in order to sell t-shirts, one of the drivers is going to be marketing, right? Mm-hmm. One of the drivers, one of the sub drivers of marketing could be ads on Google, right? Real simple, right? Search ads on Google. So now I know Search ads on Google are the thing that I'm going to test because I believe I have an assumption that it will help me drive sales. The KPI is, or the KPIs are, what are the metrics I'm measuring to know whether or not I actually can sell t-shirts and sell them profitably or at the right amount of cost, at the right volume. Those are the measurements of the sub-driver and the driver.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And so if I had to summarize, because I was doing the mental exercise while you were speaking about what are we doing today with regards to this model? And obviously, the one thing you start off with, like your purpose, we call it, others call it mission and vision, having that clearly uh, communicated internally, but also externally is obviously, we actually had a podcast guest about this where we talked about purposes, the Uber strategy, it all definitely starts there. And something that we tend to every year over and over again with the entire team redefine, like, are we still 100% sure this is also the right articulation of this purpose? It comes down to these small words about do we really feel that this is what we stand for? So doing that over and over again is something I felt like we've did and I can definitely suggest doing on a regular basis. And then Defining your customer set, I definitely feel a pain there. We are, we're, we started off with, oh, look at all these targets. These are all the audiences that we can reach. And then, oh, let's shoot arrows at each target. And obviously, there's a lot of arrows flying all around and you're not hitting a lot of bullseyes, if you will. So the riches is in the niches is something that only came later on, like focus, it's going to make a lot of things easier and you can always then expand further. So having that W3 method of of yours is definitely, I think, something you want to look out for if you're still trying to uh, define where you want to aim at. Then the revenue formula is new for us. I don't think we really have it defined as a formula. Obviously, we know how we generate revenue, but maybe we haven't figured out one simple formula, how we get there. And then Drivers and subdrivers, ultimately, I see it as what are all the different strategies and all the different things you can do to drive that formula up. And in the beginning, there are going to be mostly assumptions, but trying to, we call that the backlog. We try to each quarter define all the strategies we can think of to obviously boost growth and revenue and then decide, maybe not with a matrix like yours, but definitely interesting to like, where do we need to first focus on objectively? And I feel like a lot of companies probably do that subjectively. They decide on the things like, oh my gut instinct is telling me this is going to work better or I like doing this stuff better. So that's what I'm going to pick. It's
1: usually more the latter than the former, but it's a little of both. And I I think I do really believe that like our gut should drive our thought process and mm-hmm. and but the and the and the direction of thought but really it's the data that should drive mm-hmm. execution.
0: Yeah, absolutely agree. And I think the way we work towards that is what you share in step 4 is having that measurement structure we call them scorecards and so we've got a high level scorecard with leading KPIs and then we've got a lot of metrics behind it and then each person, each team leader is responsible for a whole lot of KPIs, but it all feeds back to what we feel can also, what you call the revenue formula can really make an impact there. And building that out early on is something we didn't do. And you Definitely lose some momentum or at least some clarity in the beginning if you don't just set up that simple scorecard of hey, here are some things we definitely yeah. need to start measuring from yeah. from day one and then obviously, building that model and plan to execute on makes it uh, makes it a great tool to run your business on. This is awesome advice. I assume people can find your books everywhere yeah, online
1: yeah, 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 books are sold Amazon is probably Amazon. where most people buy books, but yeah.
0: Okay, perfect. So if there are entrepreneurs, managers, whoever else, like trying to build out their business and they need some of that data-driven guidance, go look for a book on Amazon and anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a link on on our blog post as well. So definitely check it out. Thanks so much for sharing and
1: hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, take care. Thank you.
0: If you love the show, feel free to leave a review so other people can find it. Also, check out our blog for additional resources. Just sign up on usewhale.io slash blog. Until next time.